all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. And now, your host for today's program, Dale Throneberry. Hey, welcome to Veterans Radio. We're really glad to have you back. And welcome to a new year of Veterans Radio. This is our first benefits program of the year, and we've got all of our regular crew here. We've got Caroline Fauson from Legal Help for Veterans. We've got David Sims from the Washtenaw County Veterans Service Office, and we've got Brian Hayes, the Director of Communications at the Charles S. Kettles VA Medical Center. So we're here. The experts are all here. So if you have any questions about benefits, uh, give us a call. The number in uh, Ann Arbor is 734-822-1600, 734-822-1600 for those of you that are listening to the program live. I should put that in there for right now. So as I mentioned, we are uh, going to be talking about benefits. Some of the changes that have occurred in the uh, benefit structure, I guess you could say, some of the things that have changed in the um on the health side as well, because I've got some really nice reports that have come out, how well the VA is doing compared to um, public hospitals and uh, medical systems out there. So we're really excited to talk a little bit about that. And as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about disability. And I guess I would really be remiss if I didn't mention that there is a football game this afternoon, and all of us are all dressed up in our Honolulu blue, and we are hoping that the Lions will make the next leap forward uh, take out those 49ers. And, uh, I think if that happens, this whole Southeast Michigan has already had a very exciting and successful football season, uh, with the University of Michigan, uh, national champions, Wolverines, I should point out to everyone. And, uh, with the Lions making their run. So it's pretty exciting. So fingers are crossed, toes are crossed. Everybody hopes that they play their best game and we'll see how it comes out at the end. But, doesn't start for a while. So make sure that you stick around here on Veterans Radio. Uh, before we get into talking with my guests, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsors. We can't do this program without them and without you as our listeners, of course. But our, our uh, corporate sponsors, I guess you could say, are, we want to start out with uh, Legal Help for Veterans. Uh, Legal Help for Veterans specializes in veterans' disability claims. Give them a call at 800-693-4800. The National Veterans Business Development Council, better known as NVBDC, is the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses. Uh, for more information, you can go to their website, that's nvbdc.org, or give them a call at 888-237-8433. I should mention that if you are a veteran-owned business and you want to do business with the federal government and many corporations, you need to be certified that you are really a veteran-owned business. These are the folks that can help you do that, nvbdc.org. The Charles S. Kettles VA Medical Center here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, one of the five-star VA hospitals across the country. We're very pleased and um, proud of the facility there. For more information, you can go to va.gov slash Ann Arbor Healthcare. We also want to thank our local veterans organizations for their longtime support. Just a reminder to everybody, this is our actually in the middle of our 20th year now. And, uh, these folks have been there since the first, first day. Uh, number one is the, uh, Irwin Prescor and American Legion Post 46 and the Charles S. Kettles Vietnam Veterans of America Chapter 310, both of Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
If you would like to have your corporation sponsor Veterans Radio, all you need to do is go to our website. That's veteransradio.org and click on the donate button or sponsorship button there on the front page of our website. And all that information that you need is there and it's available for you. All right, so let's get right into this, I guess we could say. Um, so first of all, let's talk about the healthcare system, and that's uh, our expert for that is is uh, Brian Hayes, and Brian is the, uh, let's see, he's the communications director, the health system specialist, publicly, all kinds of names after your, <laughs> after your name, Brian. But uh, welcome back, Brian, and uh, just, Thank you. Start, just go and start filling us in a little. Well, welcome back, everybody. After the holidays, it's good. To, it's good to get the year started off on a, on another Veterans Radio episode for uh, for the benefits program. Uh, lots of really good stuff uh, going on at the Ann Arbor VA. Um, you know, we've got some great uh, celebrations coming up. In fact, the uh, Vietnam Veterans Day is coming up March 29th, and we celebrate that at the Ann Arbor VA. We'll have uh, we'll have uh, stuff going on for that. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a groundbreaking, not a big one, but because the building is already there, but a bit of a groundbreaking for the new Findlay, Ohio, a community-based outpatient clinic that we're getting ready to build. That'll be four new clinics for the Ann Arbor healthcare system in the last three years. So, so we're putting these clinics out. You know, you want to go where the veterans are, and that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, and then of course, uh, we've got a really big celebration. That's, uh, that's near and dear to our hearts. And that's the uh, naming of the women's clinic that's coming up at the end of May. You'll be hearing a lot more about that as, uh, as things roll out and as planning gets, uh, gets more into high gear. Um, and then of course, don't, uh, I don't want to forget, you know, as long as we're on and, uh, veterans locally are listening. Remember, we have our brand new clinics in Adrian, Michigan, Canton, Michigan, and in Howell, Michigan. So if those areas are closer to where you are, you can transfer your care to your primary care and mental health and a few other things um, to those clinics. So you don't have to drive so far to get to the medical center and the parking is fabulous. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit easier to get around you, you yeah. know, before we went on the air. I was talking with Brian and, and the clinics not are not just around the Ann Arbor healthcare system. There are, many VA health programs around the country that are opening mm-hmm. up these, these clinics. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's about getting, you know, smaller clinics to where, you know, veterans don't have to go so far to get to the big medical centers, you know, to, uh, to get their health care. Cause oftentimes you don't need to go to the hospital for a quick doctor checkup, right? <laughs> you know, you don't need to go to the medical center for that. You can just do that at your local clinic. And that's really what we're trying to do is so to make things a lot easier, a lot more convenient for veterans. Uh, I, I think that's office, uh, awesome that you're able to do that. I, we also mentioned on an article that we were talking about the quality of care at the VA medical centers. And, you know, sometimes we hear some people out there mm-hmm. making comments that are, you know, they're not necessarily satisfied, but it seems like the numbers are really high as far as uh, satisfaction with what kind of care we do get at the VAs. Well, yeah, the numbers are very high. And of course, you know, we always regret uh, if there's someone that's not having a positive experience at the VA. And, you know, we complete over 700,000 appointments a year. And unfortunately, some of those aren't going to go as expected. And so, you know, we do the best we can. But overall, uh, Ann Arbor receiving a five-star rating from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, known as CMS. And these are the folks that go out and rate hospitals all over the country, including VAs and, and civilian hospitals as well. 
Um, and, uh, and when, you know, they rate them sort of, they don't rate them against each other, but they rate them based on, um, 10 measures of quality. And, uh, we, uh, at our hospital outperformed non-VA hospitals on all 10 core patient satisfaction metrics, all 10. And, um, and that put us at a five star, which is even above the, uh, medical centers that are around us, you know, such as, uh, you know, U of M and Chelsea and all, you know, a lot of, a lot of other hospitals. So we're very proud of that and, um, um, you know, want to get that word out too. Well, I, I, that does, you know, there's not much we can say about what, what is occurring. There's so many positive things that are going on, um, at the Ann Arbor VA, especially, but I think at VA right. centers across the country. And, um, so I, I just encourage people out there. And this is again, what we always encourage all of you veterans that are listening to don't go to your VA. We mm. really encourage you to go and at least register and yeah. sign and sign up because it's free. You're not going to, yeah. you know, they don't charge you to register for anything. And, um, you know, you, the specialists, you know, many of the VA centers are, are near major medical centers as, as, you know, as ours is in Ann Arbor. And I know that there are other ones around the country that are associated with, you know, big universities and so mm-hmm. forth, medical schools. In fact, I don't know. I think I don't think I've had an appointment at the VA hospital in a long time where the person wasn't. I don't know what they call it. Jointly co- appointed co- at the VA and at the at yeah. the U of M. Hospital yeah, it's called co- co- co-appointed. Yeah, they're usually faculty at the U of M. Yeah. yeah. So you know the opportunity for great care is there, and and, and please, you know, I, I can't tell you enough about this because I've had, I've run it in the last six months. I've run into three or four people, older veterans, uh, even beyond the Vietnam generation who have never been inside a VA hospital mm. and they've got conditions that were accelerated. I think yeah. <laughs> term that were accelerated well, yeah. by their exposures to all kinds of things. Yeah. And they're just leaving money on the table, not only benefits, but the money that they're spending on private health care, um, and, you know, they could be getting that done at the VA. Yes, I, I know we've got a caller on the line for disability, but I, I'm going to ask Brian to be patient for a second here. Sure. Um, no, that there's a Brian on the on the line as well. Uh-huh. Um, well, you're a really popular name. I bet you didn't know that. There's a, there's a lot of us out there, especially ones born in the mid-60s. Something about that name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you yeah. go. You know, um, one other thing that's, it's really awesome on the healthcare side that we don't think about. And, uh, if this is new for business, I'm sure Brian or Brian Hayes knows this, but on the healthcare side, they, the VA is, um, number one across the board, um, for research. And mm. one of the new areas is in the ALS. And down yes. in the Houston area, they are um, at the Michael DeBakey Center. They are doing all the new research for ALS. And so that's another important thing uh, for our <clears throat> listeners and our clients, because we represent at Legal Hub for Veterans mm-hmm. nationwide. When we're aware of the research that's going on in different parts of the country, we encourage our clients to ask their primary teams how they could get involved and should they be involved in research. So I think that's really important when you've 
got these special um, conditions that you might be able to enter into some of these outstanding research projects. Because um, as Brian knows, we're right, we combined our services at Ann Arbor with the University of Michigan. And um, what a great platform to be looking um, at some of these um interesting diseases that are out there to be doing research. Um, and, you know, that's how you find out some of the um, cures for the different cancers and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe ALS future down the road. You know, it, it, it's easy to kind of forget about the uh, um, involvement that VA has in research and how, um, gosh, I don't know what the word is, but just how gigantic the contributions of VA have been to health research overall yes. for yes. many, many, many decades. You know, VA invented the nicotine patch, right? A lot of people yes. forget that. We did the first uh, heart transplant. Um, even technologically, uh, VA invented the electronic health record. So no matter where you go for your health care, when your doctor is sitting there typing everything into the electronic health record, VA invented the first one back in the 80s. So, I mean, and that's just some of it. We've got great research going on in Ann Arbor into PTSD and ketamine um, and all kinds of PTSD research going on in Ann Arbor. So uh, including, um, you know, therapy dogs and uh, service dogs. Gosh, my, my, my brain right now is just flooded with all the research that's going on. But, you know, Ann Arbor is one of the key sources of research in the VA. Well, One thing that you were saying about ALS, uh, if you are a veteran and you're diagnosed with ALS, doesn't matter if you're what, where you were, when you were in the military, that is a, presumpt- a presumptive condition for the military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Space Force. If you come down with ALS and you were in the military, it's presumed it was because of the military. So just remember that. I think that, that that goes along with so many of the other things that are presumptive that we don't even think about. Correct. That, you know, so if, so anybody out there that has a question on a disability, you know, I mean, just check in, find yes. out what's what's going on. You know, you never know if if the condition that you are, you know, you've been living with for years and years and years is something that you might have uh, contracted or was exacerbated by your your time in the service. I don't want to lose Brian on the phone. Not to Brian on the phone. So let me bring him in. He's from Ann Arbor. And Brian, uh, welcome to Veterans Radio. You had a question about disability? Yes, thank you. I could never get a straight answer on this. I'm 100% disabled. Someone had told me if I'm 100% after 10 years, my spouse would get my disability that I currently have. Is that true? That's a good question. I have heard that myself. So if if I'm 100%... this is I'm concerned. This is 100 percent permanent, whatever the term is. Uh, if I die after the 10 years, my wife continues to get that amount. Is uh, General David, which one of you would like to address that issue? So after um, 10 years, you can. How I always put it is, before 10 years, um, you have to pass away of one of your service-connected disabilities. After 10 years, you can pass of anything, and they don't get your disability um, amount. They get what is called dependency, indemnity, and compensation. Right. So currently, it's it's around 16-something 16, 16 and some change per month, tax-free, and they still get, in Michigan, you still get um, your property tax waiver, 
Um, but you don't get the same amount that you're receiving. Yes. Yeah. But, and, and David, exactly correct. But Brian on the phone, it doesn't happen automatically for your widow, your spouse. They have to apply for DIC and they have to take your paperwork, um, prove that they were married, um, to say the tax adjuster to your county or, and you have to apply with a VSO, Legal Help for Veterans, go to the county, um, and do the DIC. Nothing happens automatically just because um, the veteran passes. Does that help a little bit? Is that in writing anywhere? Yes. It's yes. in the 38 CFR. Yes. Whatever. The, what is the 38 CFR? That's, That's all the laws. Go ahead, General. Well, it's the regulations. Um, the other thing that I think David, David alluded to that I think is critical just because you're 10 years in paperwork, you want to be total and permanent. And if you're total and permanent, the other big factor is if somebody calls you up, like somebody from the regional office or somebody and says, hey, you need to come in and do an exam. We just had this happen recently. You need to get to your VSO, county counselor, your claims developer at Legal Help for Veterans and say, hey, I got this call. They're pulling me in for an exam. No, if you're total and permanent, you're total and permanent. You don't have to go back in for any more exams. If I should die from a service-connected disability, is that the same amount? That's correct. Yep. So if you're 100%, that's what is that? That's a little over three thousand a month now. Disability with a spouse, it's around probably thirty nine hundred. Oh, yeah. okay. That, I yeah. forgot the raises and things that right goal is. So, so in in planning, you'd have to you'd have to be allow for her, the survivor, to end up at around sixteen hundred. Yeah, it's sixteen twelve seventy five right now. And and the other critical thing, Dale, because we see this happen, once you're greater than 30% disability, make sure our listening audience knows to tell the, once again, your VSO, your county counselor, or somebody at Legal Help for Veterans, that you have a spouse um, or you have children, a dependent, so that they get added at 30%. We just recently found somebody that was sitting at 80% for a long period of time, had a spouse, and they were never added. They came to us and they wanted to continue on. Nobody ever told them about adding the spouse. And that's that was a loss of benefits for many, many years. See, you find out all these things depending as you go along. Um, and so we were able to help them put the spouse on, but we can't go back all those years and get that money or that benefit for that spouse. Okay. Brian on the phone is that hopefully that helps you answer your question. And if you have any, you know, additional questions, are, are you from the Ann Arbor area? Yes. Well, I would suggest then either giving uh, legal help for veterans a call or or give David a call uh, with the Washtenaw County Veterans Service Office, and they could probably go into 
greater detail with you to make sure everything's in all in order. And uh, that CFR, if you Google 38 CFR 3.22, that is what um, covers the DIC benefits. Could you could you repeat that, David? Sure. 38 CFR 322. CFR 322? Yeah, Google yes. that. It'll come up and you can read the law, the regulation. All right. Hopefully, Brian, that, that right, helped out. Um, okay. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Again, that number here. Thank you for Brian for calling in. This is what we're here for, folks. Every month, the last Sunday of the month is to answer any questions that you might have because the VA system is it gets a little complicated sometimes. You know, not only with uh, the disability, but also with the health care, too. So, you know, these are the people that could answer your questions or at least point you in the right direction for that. Um, So, again, in in continuing on with the with the disability claim, is there are there any talking to David right now? Because I don't David, you have to leave a little bit earlier. Um, Are there any particular changes in the in the disability side of, of the VA that that we need to be aware of? Well, I know you sent me a, an article, and, and what they were covering were um, a bit of the PACT Act, but also the um, these. I think it was three point two um, increase on the. Is it three point two or three point four? General the cola increase. Yeah, the cola. Yeah, I thought it was three point four, David. Yeah, three point four. So they were uh, talking about that that increase, and. Um, they do have one um, that I was turned on to a law that was just passed um, through. Um, it's called the Veterans Restitution and Justice Act, Act, and it would change the effective date of a veteran's claim to allow veterans who experience sexual trauma during their service to receive retroactive disability benefits starting from the date after their discharge from service rather than the date of claim. So that's huge. Oh, um, I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's a tough one. MST claims are tough, you know, because uh, they've been living with that a, a lot of their life. And then they finally um, come into a VSO or legal help for veterans and, and get it off their chest. And then you file that claim and they, the VA looks for those certain markers in service and, they even have a dedicated person um, at the each one of the ROs that goes through the service uh, treatment records and the personnel file and checks for those markers, um, and 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 they put special effort, uh, you know, um, work on that for the MSTs because they don't want to come out and say yes, you know, something happened in service or. They'll, they'll get the retribution that they're going to get kicked out of the military. And so they just live with it. And so I think that's huge for our veterans. It, it David, you know, the interesting thing is this past week, I talked to two individuals, um, two women who um, found out, um, ser- kind of searched me out, believe it or not, and um, two different stories. One very sad that this occurred during training and reported it 
and um, was told nothing would ever happen, um, barely got through training, and then um, attempted to get a discharge, did get an honorable discharge, but, you know, with training, you don't go very far. And um, so went through that. And then um, recently what prompted her to search me out is the VA, and I don't want to give it away, it's not our state, um, called her and said, we understand you searched us, you came into us to try to get service and help several years ago. And we said there was nothing that could be done. You know, they reached out to her to have her come back in and go to the women's clinic and to see what they could do to help her now. Now, there's no disability benefits she could apply for, but maybe she could get some health through the VA. And so I think the healthcare side, that one is really good. Uh, it might be able to give her some recourse and counseling because it never happened on active duty. And the second mm -hmm. one, as you just described, she did file for a disability. Um, they, she got a denial, but they are going to go back and look at it. So I, you know, two different scenarios, um, but I'm hoping some good will come out of both. In general, I think you should look at that versus scenario because I had one same, same, same problem that uh, something happened during basic training in the Marines and she had twins because of it and I got it service connected. Excellent. Excellent. This is what happens, folks out there. Don't ignore your claims. If something happened to you, especially if it's on the side of a you know, sexual assault or anything along those lines or, or, or anything, you just never know what is going to be covered, what is not going to be covered. And, you know, you don't want to regret 10, 15 years down the road that you were, you know, that you didn't take advantage of the benefits that you're entitled to. Because, you know, it's, it's a cliche, but all of you are, were willing to give up your lives for this country. And this is what all we can do from the standpoint of the VA's system. I obviously I'm not connected, but this is all that they can do to help you and pay you for that service. No, you never no. would have been exposed to half of the things that, you know, that many of us come down with right. if we had just stayed out of the service. You know, and I'll make this statement too. Um, and we see it not as much, but males could be uh, sexually assaulted. Um, it doesn't occur as much that I've seen in my career as much as females, but it 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 has occurred. Well, I am sure that you know there are plenty of examples of bullying. Let's put it that way. I mean, many of us who went through basic training, there always seemed to be one person that wanted to take on everybody for whatever reason that was there. And then I, and I, I can think of, I can think of a, a, a guy in basic training that I went through. He was a, a national guard from Massachusetts. And I was, we were in Louisiana and he was not in the best condition. Let's put it that way. And they just drove him out. And he ended up 
disappearing one day and, you know, you know, the word was that he was sent to the motivational platoon. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that that traumatized him, for, you know, for the last 50 years. But, but things like that are, are, are out there. And, and it's really, you know, this is what these folks do. So if you're a veteran and you've had a bad experience somewhere in the service that has affected your life forever, it's not a bad idea to go and talk to these. I mean, even go to, you know, go to the VA and just talk to a counselor. There's always, there are, there are excellent social workers available. All of these things, you know, don't keep it all bottled up inside of you folks. That's, I guess that's where I'm trying to go with this because it's, it's just going to eat away at you and you don't, you don't want to take that opportunity uh, away from yourself. Um, so we need to take a break, David. I know that you need to, to head off. And, um, oh, you, oh, you gave me a little bit more time. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to still going to take a break. We're going to do our Medal of Honor segment and then we will come back. And hopefully, if you have a question, we will answer it. Otherwise, we're going to go to our experts and let's see what's going on in the healthcare side and on the disability side. The number is 734 822 1600. You're listening to Veterans Radio. We'll be right back. The Medal of Honor is the highest award for valor in combat given a member of the Armed Forces of the United States. There have been over 3,400 recipients of the nation's highest award. This is one of them. Sergeant First Class Nelson Breton killed 20 enemy soldiers and destroyed four automatic weapons. Details after this. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. Britain, a member of Company I, volunteered to lead his squad up a hill with meager cover against murderous fire. He ordered his squad to give him support, and in the face of withering fire and bursting shells, tossed a grenade at the nearest enemy position. On returning to his squad, he was knocked down and wounded by an enemy grenade. Refusing medical attention, he replenished his supply of grenades and returned, hurling grenades into hostile positions and shooting the enemy as they fled. When his weapon jammed, he leaped without hesitation into a foxhole and killed the occupants with his bayonet and the butt of his rifle. He continued to wipe out foxholes and, noting that his squad had been pinned down, rushed to the rear of a machine gun position, threw a grenade into the nest, and ran around to its front where he killed all three occupants with his rifle. Less than 100 yards up the hill, his squad again came under vicious fire from another camouflaged, sandbagged, machine gun nest well flanked by supporting riflemen. Britain again charged this new position in an aggressive endeavor to silence this remaining obstacle and ran direct into a burst of automatic fire that killed him instantly. The Medal of Honor series is a production of Veterans Radio. Military veterans touch everyone's life. I'm guessing right now you're thinking of a veteran, a close friend, relative. Maybe it's you. Even the toughest among us sometimes need help, but don't know where to turn for support. You don't need special training to help a veteran in your life. If you know a veteran in crisis, don't wait. Reach out. Call the Veterans Crisis Line at 988, then press 1. 988, press 1. A message from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And we're back here on Veterans Radio, and uh, we're going to let Brian Hayes go. He's on from the healthcare side, unless you have a question right away out there, anybody. 
Uh, Brian, thanks very much. I know you'll be back next month, and uh, we'll fill everybody in and what's happening in the healthcare end of the business. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, go Lions. Um, <laughs> it's everybody. I know you really <laughs> want to get get closer to the game as it as it goes along. Um, that Medal of Honor that we just paid. I, I was listening to it. We, uh, when we recorded, we never told you what, what war it was. It was the Korean War. Uh, Nelson Britton received his Medal of Honor for his actions during the Korean War. So I just wanted to get caught up on that. Um, so we are talking now with David Sims from the Washtenaw County Veteran Service Office and General retired General Caroline Fauson from Legal Help for Veterans. Um, is there anything else that we any new things that that either one of you have uh, come across recently that that our audience would be really interested in finding out about? Uh, I don't know about so much new. I know I have uh, presented it on the the veterans radio before, and I can't stress enough about uh, with the VA adding all these new presumptive conditions. And um, if the veterans service member dies and they have a wife. Um, and they die of that condition, well, there's benefits, like we just talked about, DIC for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that could be now, again, with the PACT Act, not only did they add a lot of things for Afghanistan, well, Southwest Asia, they also expanded um, Agent Orange benefits to uh, the Royal Thai Air Air Force bases, right? So, it used to be if you were an MP on the line, they they said, okay, yeah, you're eligible for that. But now it's the whole base, right? So if that veteran died of one of those presumptive conditions, even if it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we can apply for DIC. And I've had two spouses that um, they went back to the day, uh, date of they. Uh, of the veteran's death. One was in 09 and another one was in 11. And that was, um, you know, that changed their lives a lot, right? So there is, um, if, if you know of somebody that was married to a veteran and they didn't get remarried, or if they got remarried after age, I think it's 56 and a half now, then they can apply for that. And um, I, I, I just want to stress that. I I think that's that that is so important that that's something that none of us would even think about in in most cases you know if 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 I'm just thinking I have a I have a friend how far back do they go I better put it this way I have a very good friend who passed away from leukemia which was not the right one at the time um well, I know it's been 2012 and I don't think his spouse has gotten anything from the VA now, if it's not the right one, you would have to fight, right? Um, yeah. Because uh, AML, that is, um, it is a cancer that is right before they can call it leukemia, but they can't call it leukemia because of chromosome change. But I've had two or, well, I'm hitting my third one, that I've got um, them service connected for that death. I mean, you have to go to the Board of Veteran Appeals, but... Um, it is, uh, it should be on the presumptive list and we have to fight it. Right. But it's all always good to get a second look and a second opinion, just like those two spouses did. They Mm -hmm. got denied and one was in Thailand and the other one was in Guam. So it's, it's huge for their, 
to the dependents. The other thing is, to be really honest, if they're Agent Orange, uh, as David was just talking, and it might be, you know, um, the wrong. They probably have other other diseases, other things along with um, other presumptives and other things going along with that, um, with their service. And there is no time limit to this. I think David hit a big one on this one. It's not like when you get a denial and you've got to react within a year. Um, the DIC with death, um, there's no time limit to this. So they, our spouses, the widows really need to take advantage of this. And got to figure out how I can go, how I can help her out and get her to do this. Cause I know she says, no, we weren't entitled, you know, and it's one of those things, well, no. And then, you know, that isn't going to follow up on it. So I'm, I'm going to have to talk to the kid. Well, <laughs> the you children. Need to talk to, yeah. To have somebody, you know, call either David, depending on where she lives in a, a VSO county counselor, right. somebody though, that is extremely knowledgeable that could help. And, and that's really important too. And I, and I'm not being cynical about that, but sometimes having somebody that could spout out and, you know, um, help the person and say, yes, um, this is what you're eligible for and convince them and put trust in them and help them with the paperwork, not say, Hey, you fill out this paperwork and I'll, you know, I'll pass it through, but no, walk them through and literally hold their hand and do it for them. Then I, I think that makes them feel a lot more comfortable. I, well, I, I would agree. Cause I can't imagine, you know, there, there are so many, so many veterans out there that are so stoic. They, you know, they're, they're fine. You know, I'm, I'm fine. And, uh, no, somebody else needs it more than I do. And, and, you know, you've heard all the stories, but I, I think it, it's up to, uh, us here at Veterans Radio is to continue to get the word out that it's never too late. It's, you know, and it's something that, that you have earned. It's something you're entitled to. And it's there. You know, that was one of the, the agreements that they made with you, that if anything happened to you, they promised to take care of you. And from the healthcare side and from the disability side. So that's why we always encourage our, our listeners to contact, you know, the, the local VA wherever, wherever they live across the country and to contact their local VSO or to contact, you know, Carol Ann with Legal Health for Veterans. They're nationwide and there are, there are many great organizations out there that are are more than willing to help. And the other thing to remember is that they don't charge you a dime to to fi- help you with your claims. You know, Am I correct I, with that? I, I I totally agree with that. And you know the interesting thing is and I hope he's still listening. I really want to give a shout out to Brian who called in today with his question because um, you know, when we get veterans who say, I don't deserve it, you know, um, I, I don't want it for me. No, but think about your spouse. And that's what he was doing. He mm-hmm. asked the questions about his spouse, what happens after I die? Um, because then that the spouse, um, and if they have children, they will benefit. The children can't literally apply for it, but the wife, you know, and then there's always with being a hundred percent, um, 
you know, then you, that is huge with your tax abatement. And so I think that's really critical to know what some of these benefits are. I, I, I agree. It's really, it's really important. And there's so many little nuances in the rules and the laws and everything. And I, and I think it's, you know, the idea of having the advantage of talking to somebody who's experienced like both you and David are is, is really helpful. Um, because you know, and, and you know, cause we, as, as the clients in this case, you know, we don't know all the questions they ask. And, you know, maybe, um, what is it? I have a friend who's, um, is, has been asked by the VA to pay back some money. And, uh, she, she, she's going, what the, what? You know, her husband passed away as a result of, of his exposure to Agent Orange and so forth. And, and now she's supposed to go to the regional office to talk to somebody about this amount of money that they want to take back. And, you know, imagine facing that on your own. So, you know, you don't again, want to do I, that. It's, and you can file a debt waiver and it could be where, you know, it was the month of death check and uh, maybe yeah. she's eligible for DIC now. Yes. And then she's eligible for that month of death check, but they have to, take it away and then give it back to her in her name um, yes. if she's eligible for DIC. So yeah. it's, you, you it's, meant, what, what was the second word you use? Monthly? It's something? the month of death check. Month yes. of death check. Okay. Right. Yep. Is that like social security? If you don't, you know, if you don't, if you die by a certain date, you have to return the social security check or portions okay. of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But, but we also saw just recently getting David brought that up. They finally decided on a veteran's disability claim. Poor veteran died. He got the check in the mail after his death. Okay, that check has to be returned. So the the wife, now the spouse, calls us and says, do I have to return this check? Yes. So they returned the check, but then we filed and she got it back, and then we applied for DIC because they are truly entitled to that. We did what was called an immediate substitution. That means any outstanding claims goes to the spouse as the VA continues to adjudicate any open claims for that veteran because the old rumor, when the veteran dies, all the claims dies false if you contact us right away but that's a time limited issue it has to be filed the substitution within one year of death then the spouse the widow could get the money but in this case we had to return that apply for substitution and then she got that money that the veteran would have deposited but he passed away Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, you, it, you know, I think the other thing is that to encourage all of our veterans who are on disability, have that file available somewhere, you know, with your DD-214 in it and, you know, the marriage license and, and so on and so forth, so that if something happened to me, for instance, my wife could just, <laughs> you know, where the file is, but, you know, grab the file, call you, one of you guys right there and say, okay, now what? Right. 
Okay, David, I want to thank David. Uh, same from the Washtenaw County Veteran Service Office for stopping by today. I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. And uh, as you say, go Lions. Go Thanks, Lions. <laughs> They'll be back. Okay. Um, all right, Carolina, it's just you and I right now. And so <laughs> what what have you been uh, working on lately? I, I I know the the women's clinic is very important to you at our at our local VA. And in fact, my my primary care uh doctor now works at the women's clinic three days a week. Oh, it's so awesome. And uh well as Brian sort of alluded to it, that there will be a date coming up hopefully soon. But I'll tell you that women's center um helping our women and the privacy there and not only addressing the MST but a lot of the um issues that women go through that are totally unique cardiology and the physical um, therapy and pelvic training and just just a ton of different physicians that are operating out of that women's center in all of the facilities around the country. Um, you need Women out there listening, you need to go in and see and talk to the women coordinator. Um, and we're very lucky with our woman coordinator at um, the Ann Arbor VA. And so uh, that's that's another benefit. You know, we talk about that. Now, that's on the VHA side. Right. Um, and, you know, predominantly day by day, I deal with the VBA side, but I help our men and women get connected on the VHA side to get their benefits and to get in. And I, and I, and I want to talk about this because we've been seeing more and more of this. So through the VBA side, the benefit side, they will arrange, say at a regional office, um, they will arrange for your appointment, um, whether it's through the contract service to go in and get an appointment for whichever um, disability claim we've submitted for you. So whether it's hearing or stomach issues or heart issues, and you'll go in for your exam. If that exam, we've been noticing that our veterans have been getting a call or not getting a call, this has been happening a little lately, that they haven't been notified that they're scheduled for an exam. And then they get a call. Dale, why didn't you show up for your appointment? I never was notified. Well, if that happens, you need to communicate with either the VSO the county counselor, um, call us so that it doesn't get registered. You were a no show. Um, that's mm -hmm. really critical. We've been seeing that happen. Um, if the contracted service calls you and you can't make the appointment, Oh, can you make an appointment on February two? No, I can't tell them that you can't and try to work with that. Um, contracted company, um, cause that's predominantly what the VA has been doing right now, right, outsourcing yeah. and, uh, try to work with them to get a scheduled appointment that is good for you to go to. Um, and then please, um, keep those appointments. If something comes up, communicate with 
either the VSO, I, I hate to be a poly parrot, legal hub for veterans, the county, if something comes up and you can't go, um, because then it'll, you'll be listed as a no show. And that's not good because you'll most likely get a denial on your claim. And then it's like, we're starting all over again. Right. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to let our audience know is that, you know, once you have settled on your, whoever is going to help you, the VSO veteran service officer, whether it's, whether it's a, it's a County officer or American Legion, that's a legal help for veterans type of organization. Then you've got a representative. I mean, it's like having a lawyer and, you know, if you have to go to some meeting, many of these organizations will send somebody with you. So you, you know, you're not going into this room where they, you know, it's sort of like you're sitting there in front of this, all these judges and they're asking you, throwing all these questions at you. You've got somebody that can represent you. And I think that that is really important. And I wanted yes. to make sure that our, our audience is aware of these things. You are not alone. No. And if you get a letter, you need to call that representative. You need to let us know because they're supposed to send us a letter or your representative, whoever it is. Sometimes the system doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You get the notice before we do, or sometimes we find out your results before you do. Um, it could be favorable. Or if you have a bad exam, we've had veterans to call us and say, oh, I've just had a horrible exam. Um, they asked me a question or I got in the room and they asked me for something I didn't even apply for. Or they thought I was somebody else. Um, you know, um, so I, I think those are really important reasons to communicate. And I love the way you just said that, Dale. Communicate with your representative. I, I, you know, obviously, I mean, I've, I have been working with folks at legal help and I've worked with folks at the, at the county level for my own, in, in, my own issues. Let's put it that way. And some of the exams went really well and some of them had me drive, you know, they wanted me to drive 50 miles to get my blood pressure checked. And, uh, well, you know, by the time I got there, my blood pressure was through the roof. Uh, and it's just, you know, you, you need, you know, not everybody out there is, is, is a good, uh, you know, can make a good case for themselves. And that's, that's why we encourage you every month to, you know, to talk to these, these experts out there, you know, whether you're a member of a, of a veterans organization or you, you know, you just need help, excuse me, that you, you know, Utilize these professionals. This is what they do. I, I can't even ex- express how much uh, training that they all have to go through. And especially once you get somebody that has experience. You know, and, and that's, that's really great for your, your, to your advantage to have the experience levels there. Well, you know, and I think uh, the great thing is the panel that you've constructed over all the years, Dale, we utilize one another. I mean, uh, you know, I'm going to call David and see how he got his young lady, you know, for MST Mm -hmm. um, benefits and see how I could wiggle and help the other young lady, you know, after her 20 years, the fact that the VA called her back, that that's really huge. Um, You know, and I think that's the beautiful thing to know your resources to make calls, to be able to know that somebody's out there willing to help you. 
and don't give up hope. I, I keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Don't give up hope. There's there's so many of us out there. We want to help you. Um, if somebody tells you, no, there's nothing you can do, don't believe that. Reach out to somebody else. I think that's that's very true. There, there, there is no real final no out there until you're nope. gone. <laughs> nope. And even then, your spouse can keep on keeps the fight going. Absolutely. And, I, and that's that was really important issue. I thought that that was brought up today was the idea of that. You know that, you know the spouse who's ever you know whoever is left is entitled to some sort of compensation out there, and who you know don't just put it aside and say, oh, you know, the veteran has died and that's the end of it. Yep. Um, you know, utilize what's available to you and never, you know, it's like never give up, never surrender type yep. of thing. All right, we've got to wrap it up here. We're coming up to the end of the program, so I want to make sure that we thank. General Carolyn Fasson, Air Force retired nurse. That's why we have her on the program every month. Uh, it's why we're so grateful to Legal Help for Veterans for their support of our program over the almost 20 years entire of the whole thing. And uh, so thank you very much. Thank Carolyn, you. And uh, go Lions. Go Lions. Go Blue. We're so excited. <laughs> National champions. There you go. Yeah, but we're not prejudiced about that here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank All you, right, Dan. folks, we are going to be coming up here to the end of the program. And that, as we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we play a song. We're playing God Bless America. And this song t- this week is by the Brothers of the Heart from the Grand Old Opry 2022. So until next week, this is Dale Thronberry and all of us here at Veterans Radio. You are dismissed. God bless America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above, from the mountains to the